there, folks. Welcome to mini podcast number six. And today we are doing RPG prompts. Now, these are just three words, sometimes a few more than three words, but just three words that I have to elaborate on as to how they interact with role-playing games, how you can make them interact, how they might interact, how I've had them happen. So today our words are roses, undead, and boats. So let's start with the first one, roses. Roses are probably the favorite flower worldwide for people to grow. Uh, There are literally thousands of varieties and colors and types of roses, climbing roses, bush roses, tree roses, miniature roses, all sorts of roses, and a rainbow of colors and variations. But how can we use roses in a role-playing game? Well, right off the bat, in a fantasy-type game, or any game where people are making things out of plant materials, you've got rose water, which people use all over the Middle East and other places, Asia. You've got um, just people wanting to uh, take the roses and use them in a potion or a salve or a beauty product or something like that which goes on in the real world. So you can use them that way. But in many settings, and this could work all the way from an F20 setting clean up to an outer space setting, you have collectors and gardeners who are looking for that rare color or that rare variety of rose, and they will pay sometimes big bucks. And I'm not kidding, big bucks. You bring somebody a truly black rose that grows on a vine or something, and they may pay several thousands of dollars. They may pay tens of thousands of dollars to have that before anybody else does. So you've got those sort of things that you can use in almost any game. You know, you're in a fantasy game and somebody wants that uh, that pink and blue rose that grows only on top of Mount Dragon Home, and you got to go up there and find it and get a couple of cuttings of it and bring them back alive. So there you go. That's that's a mission. Maybe in a pulp setting, people are getting murdered in some weird way, and whoever's killing them leaves a purple rose behind. And in a science fiction setting, maybe they're going to a world where they don't have too many flowers, and the conditions aren't right for growing a lot of different types of flowers, but they can grow roses. So the starship is transporting, you know, two dozen varieties of roses. Something like that. Another thing is that roses could be enchanted. Maybe in your fantasy world, all the roses have some sort of power. Like, oh yes, if you take and wear a blue rose, you'll be able to fly. If you take and wear a yellow rose, you will be invulnerable to, you know, heat attacks or something. So you could have roses be enchanted. Now, they won't last forever. You know, you put one on your boutonniere or whatever. And, you know, maybe it's good for a day, but still, you get the advantage of that. And you could also have roses of variegated colors and things like that be unknown. You don't know what they do. You know, what the hell does that yellow and red rose do when I put it in? Does it protect me from fire or does it protect me from vampires? I don't know. Give it a shot. Uh, The other thing about roses is, and I should know this because I have a sister whose name includes the word rose, is that you can have women named Rose. You could have Princess Rose. You could have 
you know, Rose McCoy, the ace pilot in a, you know, pulp game or even in a modern game. You could have, you know, Rose uh, Salazar, who is a wealthy woman in Mexico or somewhere in South America or Central America, and she wants you to go and get something, Indiana Jones style. Um, you could have literal people who are roses. In a science fiction game, you could have plant people who resemble roses. So, yeah, roses, you can stick them all over in various fantasy games um, and have fun with them. Next, we come to one that is very, very, very common throughout fantasy genres, and that's undead. Everything from animated skeletons up to liches and vampire lords and, you know, brain-eating zombies and traditional zombies that just stumble around and do what they're told, uh, ghouls who eat dead bodies, you know, ghosts, they're all the undead. There's not a whole lot I can say about them because everybody listening to this has played in games with the undead. You know, maybe the undead are, are terrible menace. Maybe it's a zombie apocalypse. So you've got, you know, these brain eaters or these, you know, flesh-eating zombies. And you get bit. If you don't get eaten and die, you turn into a zombie. So they just keep increasing. Maybe you've got zombies who are, are made from some other situation. Maybe they've been infected by nanotechnology. So not only are they undead and functioning incorrectly for a human being, but maybe the nanotechnology heals them. So here comes that zombie, and you blow half his head off, and he falls down, and a few minutes later he gets back up with the half of his head repaired. That could, you know, get your players going really fast. Uh, that could change everything right there. Another thing with undead, of course, are vampires. And, you know, vampires could be all sorts of varieties. You could have vampires that exist on blood, or they suck the energy out of you, or they drink uh, spinal fluid, or they, they drink sweat. So instead of biting you, vampire, you know, waits till you've got done doing a two-mile jog, and then he runs up, overpowers you, and licks all your sweat off, which would probably lead to a very erotic game at some point. Uh, so yeah, you can have all kinds of variations of vampires. Ghouls. Maybe the ghouls aren't these nasty creatures that hang around in graveyards and dig up corpses and stuff. Maybe the ghouls are walking among us and they have their own little secret restaurants where they eat dead rotting flesh and then they go into a room and uh, a dental technician cleans out their mouth with something so they don't smell like they've been eating dead flesh. Although, of course, they would because... They've got dead flesh in their stomach and they're breathing. Um, there's just a lot of things you could do with the undead. And there are tons and tons of RPG books out there that deal with the undead. So that's one you can have fun with right there. Then we come to boats. Uh, boats, again, all over various role-playing games. Modern, you know, fantasy, pulp cartoon, whatever. You've got boats out there. You can have very fast boats. You can have great big majestic sailing ships. You can have paddle wheel steamers going up and down the Mississippi or the Nile or the Thames or whatever river you want them going up and down. You could have boats on the Great Lakes or other large lakes. You can have uh, 
boats that fly in the air. Then maybe they're suspended from a like a dirigible, or maybe they just fly because they're made out of liftwood or something, or maybe they've got some other steampunk thing going on. You could have boats that go underwater. We call them submarines. But maybe in your fantasy world, they're just a regular boat with the ability to sink and then have a bubble of air around them. And of course, starships. What's a starship? It's a ship. What's a ship? It's a big boat. So they're out there. And then you have smaller starships, which are probably actually more like a boat. So you can have not only the ships, but you have the various crews that go with them. Starship crews are all dedicated to doing their job and they're, you know, gung-ho. Guys in a war situation are out on a ship doing their job, killing the enemy and trying not to get killed. Uh, I can guarantee you a lot of them wish they weren't there. You can have pirates right there. That's one of your main deals for ships is because you want pirates in your game. Uh, Pulp Adventure, people like Doc Savage had their own private uh, boats and ships where they could you know, go on adventures with them, but also have laboratories in them and things like that. So there you go. Ships for your game. Very easy to come by. A lot of uh, really good maps of deck plans and things out there. So go with it. And that is the end of mini podcast number six. And we will be back in a couple of weeks with another episode of the GM's Toolkit. We'll see you then.